What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. Yesterday, I talked about five players who are rising up in terms of fantasy football ADP. Today, I'm going to be going through five players who are falling. So for a variety of different reasons, people are kind of fading away from these players. They're going later and later in drafts. So I'm going to break them down, talk about kind of where they've gone from, where they are right now, and what I think about their current ADPs. Before I get into the first player, if you guys are enjoying the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into the first player. And I think this one's pretty obvious. It's got to be Deshaun Watson. His redraft ADP is just absolutely plummeting. He's fallen all the way down to QB 23 on underdog. He's been sitting around QB 12 basically all offseason. A lot of that is due to a, you know, potential suspension. People were thinking maybe six games, maybe eight games. If he wasn't suspended, I bet he's like QB4, QB5, somewhere in there. Maybe even higher in some people's opinion. But obviously, this is due to a potential suspension. And at this point, I'd be pretty surprised if he gets anything less than a full year suspension. Obviously, with a full year suspension, 17 games, you're not going to have any value for a redraft. So I think this makes sense. I don't think he's going to be a factor this season. And I'm wondering if that's going to be an even larger suspension. Maybe we're talking about two years, year and a half. I don't know, but I do feel pretty confident that this is going to be a massive suspension and you're probably just going to be fading him in all of your redraft leagues. Now, the next player is directly connected to Deshaun Watson, and that is Amari Cooper. So right now he's going as the wide receiver 27. Just a few weeks ago before, you know, the new not so great developments on Watson, Amari Cooper was going as a top 20 wide receiver, and there is a drastic difference in where Amari Cooper is going to go if he was with Deshaun Watson versus Amari Cooper without Deshaun Watson. If Watson doesn't have a suspension, I bet Amari Cooper is like a mid to high end wide receiver too. I could totally justify him being like a top 15 wide receiver pick without Deshaun Watson. Like this could be really rough for Amari Cooper. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to be playing for the Browns. He'll likely either be traded or released. If Baker's gone, then you're looking at a guy like Jacoby Brissett as the QB1 for the entire season. And Amari Cooper was looked at as like a mid to high-end wide receiver two option because he was paired with Deshaun Watson. We know Deshaun Watson is an elite option at quarterback. He feeds his number one target. You look back basically every season, Deshaun Watson was a starting quarterback. He absolutely feeds his wide receiver one. Now this is a totally different situation. And I bet if like we get the suspension, we know it's a full year, I bet Amari Cooper's ADP continues to fall from where it is. Because even with the Cowboys, like the last few seasons, he hasn't really wildly overachieved. So this was kind of like the perfect fit here with Deshaun Watson. Without him, it turns into a really, really bad spot. So not a great situation with Amari Cooper. Now moving on to another wide receiver, it's going to be Michael Thomas. He has fallen all the way down to wide receiver 36. If I told you like two years ago, Michael Thomas would be like a fringe wide receiver three, wide receiver four, I feel like no one would have believed me and no one should have believed me because Michael Thomas was a stud, you know, just a few years ago. And I think Michael Thomas may have one of like the widest range of outcomes of any wide receiver. He could totally bounce back, be a top 12 guy, and there's a chance he may not even step on the field. Like that is how wide his range of outcomes really is. 2019, his last healthy season, averaged 23.4 PPR points per game. It looked like he was just going to be dominant for the next three, four, five years. Then he plays through an ankle injury in 2020, just does not produce at all. 
Then he misses the entire 2021 season with that same ankle injury, and he is still not healthy enough to practice. This is like, what, two years removed from that first injury? And I think it's very possible Michael Thomas will just never be close to the same player he was a few years ago. And I feel like even at this wide receiver 36 price, like I feel like I'm just going to be fading him here. The odds just seem very high that he's not coming back from this. And this could be a pick with just like zero production. And it's not like there's just bums going around him. Like you can get legit solid fantasy wide receivers who could have decent shots at being like top 24 guys in this range. So I don't think, you know, I'm going to be having a ton of shares of Michael Thomas. If you like taking a swing on him, I don't hate it. But until we get some positive news, like I really just cannot rationalize drafting him here. And the fact that he's still not healthy, like that is a very, very, very red flag. So not great here with Michael Thomas. Now on to Traylon Burks, who has been hit with some pretty subpar reports throughout, you know, the rookie camp, the OTAs, all of it. Post NFL draft, you know, when we found out he was going to the Titans, AJ Brown traded to the Eagles. He was going in the same tier as like Elijah Moore, Amon Ra, Devonta Smith, Drake London. All those guys were going pretty close together. Now he's going nearly a full round later than all those players. And it really just stems down to the reports out of camp. So Burks early on was forced to leave some practices. I think it was early during the OTAs or the rookie workouts, one of those, but he was forced to leave some practices, kind of questions on whether he was out of shape or if it was asthma. He does have asthma not really sure, you know, how that's affected him throughout his career. And then Mike Vrabel's come out, said that he's been unavailable at minicamp. It's a pretty weird situation because he has played in the heat at Arkansas And at least from what I know of, you know, there haven't been any reports of him having any problems there. There's never really seemed to be a conditioning issue or like an effort issue, you know, motivation, all of that. So right now I'm going to be buying in on this dip. I believe in the talents of Traylon Burks. Obviously it's not great that we're getting these reports. Not good that he's either out of shape or being affected by asthma, you know, not really getting reps here with the ones if he's missing practice, but I'm just not going to let off-season conditioning kind of scare me away from a player that I believe is very talented. Like if he was stepping on to like the Steelers roster or the Buccaneers roster, then obviously I'm concerned because you're competing with a lot of other solid weapons, but there is no competition on this team behind Robert Woods. And I'm assuming Traylon Burks is a starter. So behind Woods and Burks, you're looking at Westbrook Akini and like Des Fitzpatrick. If he can't beat out those guys, even without getting a ton of practice, then he was never going to be the guy in the first place. So I am still in on Burks. Now you're getting him at a discount. He may continue to fall if he continues to not practice. And I will continue to buy him at wherever he falls to. And then the fifth and final player who has fallen, kind of surprising here, but it is George Kittle. He just kind of continues to slowly fall. There hasn't really been a huge you know, event, report, something that's really led to this. But he has now fallen out of the fourth round, going at tight end five in the early fifth. I imagine this is due to concerns at the quarterback position. Like, can Trey Lance support all these weapons? He's got Debo. He's got Brandon Ayuk, obviously George Kittle. Can he support all these guys? I'll admit that, you know, Trey Lance is not an ideal quarterback for George Kittle. It's not really an ideal quarterback for any, you know, receiving option. But getting George Kittle the talent in the fifth round, that just seems like crazy value to me. He averaged 14.1 PPR points per game or higher over the last four seasons. So he is still an elite tight end. Just looking back at last year, these are where he ranks in these certain stats. Number two in target share, number three in target rate, number two in yards after the catch, 
number three in yards per route run, number two in yards per target. When he's given the opportunities, he is very efficient. I just have to trust that Kyle Shanahan is going to get him the ball. I do think I'm more optimistic about Trey Lance than a lot of other people, but even if he's not a terrific passer, I still think that George Kittle will be able to get it done because he's just so talented and you got to buy into George Kittle at round five. I don't think he's going to fall any lower than this because it would just seem like too much of a screaming value, but he is fallen. So an interesting thing to watch here throughout the offseason, but those are the five players. Let me know what you guys think about these players falling. You know, do you think they'll continue to fall? Are you targeting them at their current price? Let me know down below in the comment section, but that's going to wrap it up for this one. Thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.